Welcome back to Game 163, the Sportball Baseball Podcast. Different setup today. Very different. Vastly different. In person. Some would say. In person. For the first time. Since June? June. Since we yeah, ran that it was back. June. Since that we brought June. it back. Uh, so I think that was June. Yeah, first time since June. Free agency's been pretty active. It's heating up. Start. It's a start. For sure, it's the start. It's a wild start, honestly. I haven't. I don't remember last time it kind of kicked off. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't remember the last time it kicked off with a seven one seventy two deal. Yeah, I mean, the people are uh, they're begging to throw money out. Uh, before we get into it, Nick, how you doing? Doing great. You know, back for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Best holiday. Yeah. No. No shot. Best holiday. No, the food is subpar. I think the food is above par. I think the I Christ- think I, I, the I, food I, might be a birdie. No way. The, like, it's a literal bird. I mean, I. Th- I think that the Christmas food clears. Well, Christmas food isn't really a set thing. But yours, I mean, it, it is though. Like What's yours? Roast beef. Roast beef. Roast beef. I think, I think a ham is more of a Christmas. No, we go item. roast beef and ham. Okay. Because we got like 20 people there. You got to double. That's feed. a lot of food, yeah. Roast beef, ham. Uh, we, get the, we get the big ziti. Okay. Whatever we can get our grubby ass hands on, to be completely honest. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Thanksgiving is, is set, though. So I don't like the food, though. I really don't. Not a turkey guy? I'm not a turkey guy. Too I've dry? Eaten, I've eaten chicken for the last three years now. Too dry? Way too dry. That's fair. It c- Cooked right, it could be good. Cooked but, right, turkey's got... But, like, it let's be honest. Much flavor. Not, I mean, that's, not even, school, that's not even the Thanksgiving food, first of all. They had pheasant. Yeah, They were messing with I a know. lot of pheasant the Which first is, Thanksgiving. They say it's fish. great meat. They say pheasant, pheasant is great yeah. meat. Like, like super juicy yeah. bird The meat. dead opposite of turkey. Yeah. But the thing about the thing about our Thanksgiving, right, is so since we since me and Aiden played football, that turkey was unattended in the oven for two hours. Yeah, that turkey was like in the sauna, like Joe Rogan. Like we don't, we really don't know what that what was happening to that bird in the oven. It probably left and came back. It probably did leave and came and come back. But in that case, you'd think it would be juicy, and that shit was still dry as hell. Yeah. But yeah. I mess with mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, though. mashed good. potatoes, gravy. I mean, the thing is, gravy is the, the turkey's meat. dry. What do you do? You dunk it. Gravy, obviously. Dump gravy on it. There's only so much gravy to go around. Like I'm, I'm taking using the boat. A whole pitcher. I'm taking the boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the like, boat is mine. Yeah. Uh, cranberry sauce, fire. <laughs> stuffing, fire. Not me. No, nah, I'm not a stuffing. A good guy. stuffing. A good stuffing, stuffing but we sneaky, don't have good stuffing. Stuffing looks like it would be so dry. No, no but it's the opposite though. Today. Right. Like it kind of has a vomit like texture. A little. Uh, kind of like uh, mush carrots, like yeah. uh, some yeah. Gerber food, but yeah, I it's don't good Gerber it. food. I don't mess with it. Not stuffing. I feel like it's not made right either in my family because, you know, my dad can actually cook, but my mom does Thanksgiving for some reason. So all the food, the rains. all the food subpar. For That's sure. fine. That's fair though. I, I mean, what's, what's your number one? Christmas? Holiday? Yeah. Now I'm a 4th of July guy. That's fair. That's top three. Like, you know, some cornhole. It's top three for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, in my opinion, Christmas, 4th of July. And then I don't know. I'm not really big on the other ones. Flag day. Yeah, I'm a huge Earth Day type of guy. Fair. Fair. I mess with New Year's, though. Can't lie. Really? Great holiday. I think it's overblown. I, I, oh, I agree, but it's... Just do it the day before. Like, why didn't you start a week ago? Or even a month ago when you thought of your resolution? You're like, start January 1st. No, it's 1st. not about the resolutions. It's about the festivities. What are the festivities? Like, outside of just hanging out with people, that's almost every holiday. Counting? This is the only I, one that like involves counting. Drop. This I is the like only the one ball, that involves counting. I like counting. the ball drop in the college football playoff. Like uh, you got me rolling. Yep. No, you're right with that. You got me rolling. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into baseball though. Great baseball. I think. Player. I think. Uh, 
I think we should talk about baseball, considering this is the baseball show. Yeah, I'd agree. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Aaron Nola, obviously re-signing. Yamamoto posted. There's been uh, quite a few names non-tendered. Yeah, solid big, names some non-tendered. names non-tendered. Some trade rumors, some trades that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And then the Hall of Fame ballot. The best part of the year. Hall of Fame Easily the, uh, the, the, well, the best second best part of the offseason. The, best part the second about. best part of the offseason. Yeah, besides the winter meetings. Yeah. Nothing will ever beat the winter meetings. No. But we are going to open it up with... Yoshinobu Yamamoto getting posted by the NPB. He now has until January 4th to sign with the team. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all know he'll be, I, I'd say he'll be signed probably within two weeks. I mean, I don't think it'll be like Yoshida where he was signed after six hours, but yeah. I mean, clearly not. But I, think, I would love if it was like Yoshida because that would mean he's playing for uh, I think the old Bo be, Sox. I think he'll be around the winter meetings, I'd say. Yeah. Um, uh, December. Yeah, December. It won't be in November. Yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll definitely be in Dece- uh, December. We talked about potential landing spots for him last episode. If you want to run over a few of them again. Yeah, I mean, we said the Red Sox were a landing spot. Yep. Um, uh, mostly all the big West Coast teams. Yeah. As a, with all Japanese players, because obviously the West Coast is a big Asian influence. Yeah. Uh, you know, your San Francisco's, your Los Angeles, your Seattle. Even though I don't know if any of those teams really are going to fork up the money for him, so I yeah. think it may be an East Coast thing. In which case, it'll come down to Boston and the New Yorks, in my opinion. I think, I mean, Philly apparently is I, adamant, despite I, dropping I, $172 million in the last 48 hours. They're adamant. I don't know. On Yamamoto. I, it's I, Dombrowski, I, though. I really don't see it, though. Like, that's ridiculous money spending. Oh, yeah. That's that's almost 400, that's $422 million between yeah, two players. It's looking like it's going to be around 250 Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. I, I personally. Don't think Dombrowski can. Do David Deep Pockets would love to, though. I mean, the only the only way that you'd think that would happen would be like, okay, so Wheeler's out next year. Yeah, but then they'll somehow find a way to sign Wheeler. You're pretty much letting Wheeler walk, and if that's the case, you would rather probably just let Nola walk. Exactly, and just go with Yamamoto and Wheeler. Yeah, who you resign next offseason, or you give an extension this offseason. We don't know what's going to happen with that, but so, but they will end up with one of the two. Clearly, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely surprised by the signing this morning. Yeah. I, it, him returning to the Phillies was not on my radar in any circumstance. I don't know if it wasn't on the radar. I think we brought it up. We said if it wasn't the if it wasn't the Sox, then I think we said it would be the Phillies. But I think we were pretty yeah, I mean, sure I that the Sox were going to put a value in effort. The Braves, I think, put an offer but in. But it I seemed... Yeah, 24, they did. 24 they did. a year, I think, was and their offer. The Cardinals also put in an offer. The Cardinals, yeah. But it seemed like, it seemed like there was a report two days ago that um, we were lower on Nola and Snell than most, so it does make. I didn't. I mean, I didn't see that obviously before our time of recording. Yeah, and it seems like we're higher on JMO, which which is fair, probably because you know Snell and Nola are going to cost more. Yeah, and if they're really eyeing up, throwing over two hundred million dollars on Yamamoto. Then- and also, the production of Nola last season and Snell's injury history and just lack of innings yes, you think no. if i can th- if i can pay less money for a guy who's going to have similar production 100% i'll get i'll get 100%. the guy and that's jmo snell's got to be the weirdest pitcher of all time one of the Thank weirdest we, we talked about it i accidentally said queer i meant to say odd career i call this i call this career queer he's had a very queer career though he has he's we're, we're gonna say he's gonna be a sub 30 war guy with two cy youngs it's absolutely ridiculous like a sub 25 war I mean, guy with two cy youngs. he could have that he could have that second half of his career resurgence but it just it just seems so for unlikely. a guy that 
walk so many people. It's just so and, unlikely. And just pitches so little innings. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he just like tied his career high at 180 or it was 192 is his career. High. I don't think he's ever cracked 200. It's even in this era, that's absurd because when yeah. you're young, you, you think you have the innings, but he's just never been that type of guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it is just weird. Very, weird. very weird career from him. Uh, what do we got up next? Looks like we got the Braves. Yeah. Um, so I, I just want to lead off with that. Like, there was also reports today that they want to use Ronaldo Lopez as a starter. Again. I saw that he's gonna he's gonna ramp up as a starter in the offseason. And then they're so they're Tanner Houking him. They're pretty much gonna just ruin they're whatever they're possibilities wit- they have with him. They're yeah. Whitlocking him. Yeah. Like, Which is awesome, a great thing to do, obviously, because that worked out so well for the Sox. Um, considering Garrett Whitlock now might just not be good ever again. Yeah, I mean, so. that was really, really weird. Yeah. But I saw that, and I was like, because I remember him being a starter, and then something changed, and I heard of him three years ago, or not three, <laughs> like three years later, and then yeah. he was an like all-star caliber reliever. Yeah. So well, I don't know why you'd switch that. Yeah. For a guy that's going to give you 98-plus with yeah. sync yeah. and a good off speed. Why are you, why are you going to change that and make him a starter? They just see the 98 plus with sync and they're like, "Ooh, imagine this for 6 innings." And it's like, "Well, no, he's not good yeah, for 6 innings." Yeah, it's not how it innings. works cuz we all know you throw 98 out of the bullpen it means you throw 94 as a starter. Exactly. It's like a 3 or 4 mile an hour difference in your pitches. Like, I just really don't understand it at all. If it's two inning opener or one time through the inning opener, that makes a little more sense. But something that I saw... But that's just an odd thing to sign a guy and be like, you're going to be our two, yeah. three inning opener. Something that I saw was that the Braves set like a record for people to start a game for a team that like <laughs> wins, the, wins the regular season or top seed. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they're just maybe looking for more stability in their starting lineup because, I mean, Ronaldo Lopez was a very durable starter. For a couple of years, yeah, I believe he's pitched near 190 innings in 2018 and 2019. I'm just fact checking right now. Uh, let's see, 2018, 2019, yeah, 32 games, 33 games, 188, 184, and then 2021 they made him a reliever, and he's been after putting up a 538 in 2019, and then a 694, 649 in 2020 as a starter. They made him a reliever going into 2021. And he was three four three, two uh, two seven six, and then three two seven this year with playing for three teams, too, right? Yeah, with better FIP numbers than that. Yeah, he's a one nine three FIP last year, three nine one FIP this year. So, I mean, you, this is a guy that's been proven to now be a really good reliever, and now they're just gonna mess with him and make him a starter. Yeah, you're gonna bring him back to what made him bad at baseball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's weird from an organization that seems like they would be the last team to do that. Yeah, a team that has been smart, but I guess. They're trying to replace a right-handed arm. They did trade Kyle Wright. But what I've seen is, obviously, I mean, you send an offer to Aaron Nola. They're also in the running for Sonny Gray. They are. They're they're adamant on Sonny Gray. And we said Sonny Gray to the Braves could be a fit. It fits with it. He has... I mean, we, Sonny, we said one of the small, big markets like yeah. Chicago, like Atlanta. Yeah, Chicago, Atlanta, St. The, the Louis, Cubs, the Cubs, not the White Sox, the Giants. Yeah, like they could all one be in the, the market the small for Sonny majors. Gray. And I think Sonny Gray kind of does fit the Braves' profile of a pitcher in a way, like the the yeah. like the mid velocity with really good movement on his yeah. pitches, like the he like almost like a right-handed freed in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Without the he does. I mean, he doesn't really dial it up the, as no, yeah, the way yeah, Freed does, but yeah. But I get what you mean in terms of 
almost like Charlie Morton. Where yeah, almost like Charlie Morton mid, in a way. Mid nines to low mm-hmm. nines, V low, and then just some just use your wipe out stuff. Because we've seen the Braves have an ability to like, you know, they they'll add the extra two inches on the slider to make yeah. it more lethal, or they, they'll add the extra, or they'll take away the bend on the curveball and make it sharp. Yeah, like that's just the stuff they do as like a really good pitching organization. So I, I mean, I think Sonny Gray could be a fit there. I also think Jordan Montgomery could be a fit there. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how they go into the starting pitching market and how that can affect Lopez going into next season. Because let's be honest, he should be a reliever. He should be. It's just, a, it's odd to tell a guy, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they've told him anything. I'm not in with the Braves, but it's odd to to put it out there that you're going to have a guy ramp up as a starter and then say, say J-Mo or Sonny Gray doesn't sign until late. He's already started his, like, Ronaldo Lopez has already started his ramp up and now you're telling him, hey, we're actually going to put you in a bullpen, and it's, a, it's just a different yeah. way to to warm up your arm in the off season. Yeah, if, com- and coming out of the bullpen as opposed to starting. I completely agree. It just really doesn't make much sense to me, no. but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what to think of it. it. It it'll be something that you just monitor going in, like going through the season, where like, and then inevitably, I'll probably be like, "Hey, that was pretty stupid. I was probably right about that one." Yeah. But that's why I'm not running the Braves because if they're right, then I look which like they them. have been quite often. Yeah, quite often. Then over I'm the last few years, dumb. another move that kind of looks dumb. Cardinals signed Lance Lynn one year, ten mil. Um, I know some people. I saw. I saw on Twitter. It's the uh, Hey there versus Call HR meme, and it's the regular looking dude, and then the the fat guy. Yeah. And it's Aaron Nola's nine four K per nine, and it's Hey there, and the girl's like dreamy over him, and then it's Lance Lynn's nine six K per nine, and it's like Call HR. Um, what they forgot to mention was his inability to miss the barrel. Yeah, in that tweet. Yeah, and they, he they, walks everybody. They kind of forgot and about. Up a home they kind of forgot about the whole like most home runs ever given up by a starting pitcher in MLB history last. And season. then doing it again in the postseason in the biggest game of your team season. Yeah, that was that was kind of unfortunate. It just seems like they're trying to do the. Uh, it just seems like they saw what the Pirates did with McCutcheon for a <laughs> struggling hitter, and they were yeah. like, "All Bring right, home. let's try this one again." Yeah. The odd thing to me, too, is St. Louis had horrible starting pitching last year. Unable to kind of, they've, they've been unable to, to produce good starting pitching in a while. Yeah, they haven't. When's the last time they, I mean, we thought Flaherty was all We gonna, thought Libertor th- was going to be it, too. Yeah, I mean, is there anyone else? I mean, they, I mean, they've had a bunch of young pitchers. Dakota Hudson, too. Yeah, Dakota Hudson's going to be talked about later in this episode as another failed project <laughs> by the, the Cardinals. But the thing with Lynn, or the thing with the Cardinals is like, you're not the Dodgers where you're bringing in a guy and you're like, we have great pitching coaches. The pitching coaches, from what we heard, were archaic. Yeah, subpar at best. And they they were teaching like the just just the Juan Marichal ways of pitching. Yeah, I know. Very, to, their, yeah. to their new players, like they're trying to do analytics based stuff and rap soto based stuff, and they're like, son, just rip down on the ball with your index and your and your uh, your pointer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Like, I mean, they're not going to help Lance Lynn. He's they, probably going to get worse. They've had, I mean, that's got to be a graveyard of young pitching, right? Yeah, that's what I I'm mean, thinking. Like, even, you go down the list. Do you even, remember in 2013 when Michael Walker was, was up Michael next Waka, and he ended up just being mid up until he left? Michael Walker and Carlos Martinez as well. And Carlos Martinez did some stuff off the field as yeah, well. Yeah, but I mean, he was, a great, he was a great pitcher for a couple of years. And then he just Edward forgot Mujica. how to pitch. Edward Mujica, too. Yeah, like, I mean. Trevor Rosenthal. Although that was more injuries, but it's just the list goes on and on, right? Like who was on that twenty nineteen staff? 
We're to, definitely yeah. forgetting someone that yeah, was pretty good, I'm but not, uh, but I know Flaherty was that's that's he was the main one as of recent. He was it, it was to supposed to be, be Flaherty and Michael Soroka, who also got traded by the Braves. Forgot to mention that Braves also brought in Aaron Bummer. Yeah, I mean we um, can talk about that in a second. Yeah, but I, the the Linsanity run of Soroka Flaherty, where it was like these two are going to yeah, duke I, I it out for the next decade, is for the like is one of the funnier storylines in the last half decade. I thought they were franchise cornerstones. They should have been, but Max Fried took over and. Easily. That's good because Max Fried is cool. Yeah, He's like, is it is it Max Fried that was like the same school as like Giolito and Flaherty? Yeah, Giolito. Talk about it. Talk about another guy. Uh, yeah, Giolito, twenty nineteen. Giolito. <laughs> I mean, we're I, just talking for, about sticky stuff merchants, I guess. At this point, <laughs> they have to be. I mean, Giolito, the definition of a sticky stuff merchant. The Cardinals are so weird. <laughs> are you going through Shelby Miller ruined? Okay, well, Shelby Miller, just a wild story when the Diamondbacks were like. Yeah. We'll give you everything. Give that us Shelby weird. Miller. That's all we want. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can't really blame that on them. I mean, all right, let's see. I mean, but I forgot about Shelby. So, Shelby Miller, Michael Waka. Yeah, Waka. Uh, Carlos Martinez, yep. Edward Mujica. Yep. Um, Obviously, Flaherty. Can we count Jaime Garcia? Can we? He put up great numbers for a couple of years. Let's count them. Just to make it sound better, I let's mean, count. I mean, they were all in horrible sample sizes, but that doesn't matter. No one else needs to know that. No. Uh, let's see. All right, Mike Leak. Let's be serious. Yeah. Yeah. That, Can we count? Who are we trying uh, to count? No, never mind. Never mind. I, I was gonna say all Alex right. Reyes as like a as like an electric arm, but Loki. I mean, was, but even if you was. look at even if you look at relievers, but like, then the Dodgers couldn't even fix him. So, like what they did with like. I don't know. You, like, there's just so many guys. Look at another one. Even, Luke, even Jordan Hicks. Luke Weaver started out well. Now he's horrible. <laughs> Yankees legend, Luke Weaver. Like I think this, he got a win at the end of the season for him. This, I, I don't even know what to think of this. But, yeah, they did. John Gant was just meant to be awful, though. So I can't really blame <laughs> them on that. Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber, another top prospect. Yeah. Like, look, look what's happening to him. Austin Gomber. Like Arenado piece. This team is so weird. Also, um, yeah. Uh, they Libertor. tried to make Jordan Hicks a starter. They, they're not what smart. What were they thinking? They're not smart. They haven't been smart. So. I like this line, too. Uh, Cardinals combat their poor starting pitching last season with flat 92 coming off his worst <laughs> yeah. season. God, yeah. Lance Lynn. Yeah. I was so wrong about Lance Lynn at the deadline. That was, I was, I was like, adamant that he wasn't going to be. That I was, was one like, of my better takes. I was like, I had some really I was like, nah, picks, look what they, they turned around Ryan Brazier. Like, they got Lance Lynn. And then he was just giving up home run after home run after home run. I had some really bad deadline takes, but that one, that one worked out. And he did like decent in his first start for the, the Dodgers, too. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I sent it to I sent it to the group chat and I was like, like yo, he's again. him. And then I looked a he couple wasn't. weeks later and he had like a seven ERA with the Dodgers, and I was like, Yeah. Word. All right. What do we got up next? I like I I want to talk about this Aaron Bummer trade. Oh yeah, let's go Just back to the breaks. Like, like this to me, it serves a great purpose. This is a absolute purging of the 40 man to open up roster spots yeah. this offseason to try to be creative. Mm-hmm. To try to then swap your actual process like you swapped a bunch of, let's be honest, I like some of these guys. They're mostly failed prospects. Yeah. Right? I mean, Nicky Lopez isn't even a prospect. Nicky Lopez got it done for him last year. Soroka is... It is job for the family. Soroka, it's, Soroka it sucks. You can say it's a failed prospect. Yeah, yeah, it's a failed prospect. He's not failed yet. He's, He's a failed been prospect. disappointing. He's been disappointing. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider him failed yet. Shoemaker is... 
Shoemaker. I don't even know how you four say four at bats last year. I mean, he's. <laughs> I think I, when I looked it up, he's behind Vaughn Grissom in the pecking order, and that's saying a lot because Vaughn Grissom isn't even on the pecking order yeah, anymore. Vaughn Grissom, they just threw him out there for the last at bat of the season. Was Nick Anderson in the bummer trade? No, Nick Anderson was for cash. Nick Anderson was for cash. Where'd they ship him off? KC. Oh, he so he was in the Kyle Wright trade. Yeah, no, no, no. it was a different trade entirely. They double upped. Yeah, with Nick it was, Anderson. It was weird. That's interesting. Damn, so they really didn't want something. I, the only the only one I didn't understand was the Kyle Wright trade. To be completely honest, because I still think he's a solid starting pitcher. Yeah, it was just injuries that kept it's him out all last yeah, year. I think I think they're really banking on getting one of the right-handed arms this I, offseason. I, I really just think, I I just think they need more. St- I think they're just looking for more stability in their starting rotation. Like yeah. they know they're getting stability with Strider and Freed had a couple fluke injuries last year. Like he missed time at the end with a, I feel like that's Freed every season. Yeah. But he, last year was like extra fluky, like a blister. He missed yeah. a month with a blister. And then that carried into the postseason. Yeah. And then he had the, what the oblique was, I think so. But then the year before that was at wrist. Yeah. So I, we'll see. I mean, he he's is just, very injury prone, but yeah. he's also gross. Yeah, just, he's probably a top ten starting. He's a top top ten starting pitcher in the National League. Yeah, he's mid to like, upper nines from like a wild left handed release, just a lanky left handed release, disgusting curveball. Like yeah. this is like you can't not have him penciled into your starting rotation. Yeah. But outside Morton those accepted, two, right? Yeah, Mo- yeah, Morton's in. So you have those three. Morton's very durable. They're gonna get one of the right handed arms. And then so like re- like what like what other options do they have? I don't know. Like who are they going to sign? No, like who else is on their team? They have, like, I mean, they're hoping for what's his name, dude? With three last names or three names. Um, I have no clue. Yeah, I can't think of him. But yeah, I mean, like, is he son- a young prospect or he's a prospect. Yeah, he pitched a couple innings last year. All right, let's see. Twenty. I think he's like a 25, 26 year old prospect. He's like a an older prospect. Oh, older. Oh, so they're expecting him to. Come he should be. Sure. He was supposed to be solid last year, but oh, uh, Smith. Smith Shaver. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. AJ, is it AJ Smith Shaver? Uh, he's only twenty. Oh, he's only twenty. Yeah. Oh, All Bryce right. Elder. He's on the team. Also, too. Bri- and Jared yeah. Schuster. Bryce so they, Elder. They, they do have starters. They have guys with big league experience. So I guess they could. AJ Smith Shaver's twenty. Yeah. That's an old name. Well, I mean, he's been a big prospect for a while. Yeah. So I guess they do have uh, pieces that they can use, but yeah. I don't know. I'm interested. To see, I, I it's do always think, interesting to see how the, I do think they, one of the best teams ever is going to re going to have to rebound after kind of a disappointing postseason exit. Yeah, I, I mean that was very unceremonious for yeah. that team that they had, but I I do think that they will definitely be in the market for a starting pitcher. I could see oh, them. Doubt. Maybe Stroman. I was thinking. I mean, it's it's got to be one of the right-handed arms. I think. Yeah, I but mean, I also they, like you said with Montgomery. Like I could see a left-handed arm because there's no you can't rely on free. At least in recent years, you haven't been able to rely on him to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, so I, like don't, I don't really, I don't really agree arm. with the whole. Uh, you don't need to have left-handed like, arms. Yeah, starting pitching is. Starting but Jamo's a good arm to have. Yeah, I mean, it, still, yeah, regardless, like <laughs> yeah. A J, if they want to go after a Jamo and Erod, like Eddie, I could, yeah. I could see that uh, a Waka, I think could fit I, there. I could really, see, yeah, I could see so, Waka. I think I don't, I don't. After not, I feel like they were betting on Nola or banking on Nola yeah, to be there hoping. to try to be their guy, but. So I could definitely see them pivoting to one of the the I, I hate to call them mid tier arms, but yeah. like one of those guys, like your Strowmans, your Erods, your Walkas, your yeah. I could I mean but Gray, I, like I, think, I would say Gray's up Gray's upper level. No, he is, but and but that's I really think that's a real But real that's like a weird but that's like a weirder upper level because like no one really knows what to expect from Sonny Gray anymore. 
after what happened to him. Yeah, but last time he got a big contract. Yeah, but Minnesota's pretty good with with pitching development. I think Atlanta no, is as well. They're Minnesota's great. Minnesota just has an odd way of going about it still like if you don't throw fastballs up in the zone get the hell out of here yeah i know they're very weird and sunny gray doesn't seem like a fastball up in the zone type of pitcher but it works nasty. they yeah. made it work so yeah i i feel like atlanta's the same way though where they're they like fastball up breaking ball down yeah they're one of those simple organizations yeah. um and then we we kind of just glossed over it but bummer yeah i mean is, i think that's a i think that's a big again, trade. if you if he can stay healthy i like it because it's per, like i said it's purging the 40 men to give yourself so to give yourself some more uh, organizational flexibility yeah. in terms of what you're doing. Plus, I mean... An awkward release power lefty is you, always good to have out of you the You can pen. see, like, you can say whatever you want, but the average 95 on his fastball, yeah, 94.7 to be exact, all the all the numbers are down. Like, the, the, ex, yeah. the expected ERA is three runs lower. The FIPS three runs lower, lower. The XFIPS three, run, three runs lower. Uh, you know, the advanced stats are lower. Yeah, they all support him. Like, yeah, everything supports him. The Sierra is low. I mean, everything is low. Everything says that this is still the pitcher we saw in 2022 that put up the the uh, two two three six ERA. Yeah. Like, that's... And you're giving up. Soroka's the biggest piece in that, and then you're just... Is it even a piece, though? No, that's what I'm saying. That's I was going like, to say, but it's it's not really much that's I mean, leaving. Shumaki, I guess, is a loss. Nicky Lopez, I guess... Urges your but then you're just Von Grissom just takes his spot. It's just I I like it. I mean you're just I like purging well. you're just purging the the players that have no. Or, I wish more organizations would do this. You're just purging the players that have no use to your organization anymore. They're just sticking around. Why do you have like why I don't understand why especially the Dodgers have some of these guys on their forty man where I'm like why are they there? What it's, are they doing there? Yeah, like the older prospects that are never gonna yeah be anything in the. The four A players, you need to purge or, them off or your just roster. The, the yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna the former good yeah exact players. Like when exactly. they bring in guys like Colton Wong, like yeah, it's like, Colton yeah, Wong. Like, when they brought in Miguel Rojas to be their shortstop this year, like yeah, come like, on. I mean, like, I get Miguel Rojas on a, does deserve a roster spot on the team, but like, but I mean, you're the you're the Dodgers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're the Dodgers. Everyone bullies you for how much you spend. Mm-hmm. It um, was un, it was unserious for yeah. sure. All right, is up next the non-tendered guys? Yeah, this is my favorite part. Yeah. All right, you have the list, so go over it. You don't have it? No, I just got a couple guys that I want to touch on. All right, so, I mean, if we're going to go impact non-tenders, I think the the first person that jumps to my head is, the first person that jumps to my eyes is has got to be Austin Meadows. Like, he's not 2021 Austin Meadows anymore, but this is still a damn good player. This is, like, I mean, this, what, he's still, he's been an above-average hitter for three years now. Yeah. Like, Longer than that now, I guess he's been I mean, around forever. His, his whole career, his whole career, he's been a great hitter. Uh, the Tigers just have no use for him. Mm-hmm. But this is a left-handed bat that, that, like, this has this has Dodgers all over it. I mean, I hate to keep bringing them up, but like, Jay Hay has a solid year, boosts up his stock. Yeah. See you later. We'll sign. We'll sign Austin Meadows for cheap, who put up a respectable year last year. Limited actually, games, no, though. he didn't. He actually put up a horrible year, but he only played six games. Yeah, because I think he was he was battling. I think it was injuries and mental yeah. stuff last season. So he's he was a so he changed he was his a scenery. Hundred WRC plus the last time we saw him. Yeah, like fully. His play. peak is what one thirty five, one forty four yeah. in twenty nineteen. Uh, that was a top five MVP finish, I think. 
in Your top 2019. 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a, he was 4.5 war. Yeah. Wow. He's a horrible defender, but that's yeah. okay. They'll figure that out. I mean, it, it just matches up with the not, not Jay Hay, more of a um, David Peralta type yeah. signing for them. Yeah. For someone that, you know, lowered their stock the year before with uh, 2022. Peralta went to Tampa at the deadline, did absolutely nothing, yeah. got no at bats in the playoffs. Yeah. And then they swap him and. He has a great year for the Dodgers. You could definitely see that happening with Austin Meadows. Uh, some other guys that pop into my head. Um, I think, Louis, I mean, I said it in the group chat. I think Luis Guillorme yeah. is going to be an impact non-tender pickup. Yeah. Like. That's uh, every position on the field. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can be a plus defender at five positions, then it's. It, you don't need to hit the ball. Like, that's just and a it's team. Not even like it's he, a team he, that pieces yeah. need. Exactly. Because they're so the, – the, the problem with these teams is that they're all power, 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 and then none of these teams know how to play defense. Like like the 2023 Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he, he, could be the, he could be the 2023 Pablo Reyes to some yeah. team that's a wild card fighting team that just needs, like, a scrappy player. Pablo like Reyes is even more – Like we saw um, on the 2022 Mets. Yeah. Like, we, could, we saw he what he was filled on in team. every day. Every spot. He was yeah. an everyday player. They had 10 everyday players. Someone could get a rest, and he was like, all right, well, Guillaume is just going to yeah, play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I think teams should be run. You have, you have well, really nine. because Ten-man pitcher, pitcher ten man rotation. Pitcher doesn't count. So you have nine everyday players. Yeah, nine everyday players. Just fill eight positions. Yeah. Like, your DH1 guy, oh, Guillaume is going to play there. Yeah. yeah like, you have this guy rest. Oh, Guillaume can play there. And I think just think that that's what he can do. That Teams need that positional versatility and... We see it especially at the end of the season when injuries happen because he can also step in. And I don't know if he can be an everyday outfielder, but we've seen he can be an everyday shortstop, an everyday second baseman, and an everyday third baseman if you need him to be. Yeah. It's, I mean, kind of like a, you could kind of be like a Gio Urshela type for a good team. Yeah. Just like an everywhere on the infield. You yeah. can play first base too, but you're not going yeah, to I mean, put him at first base. That's a, that's a waste. I, that's you can, put, you can put anyone at first base. Then if you look at the pitching, I mean, I've I've always liked Penn Murphy, but I, I was gonna. I wanted getting, to talk about. I guess Penn he's Murphy. just getting tossed around, like dumpster. I going for Penn Murphy is dumpster diving, but the real name that ha- that sticks out here has to be Albert Abreu. That from or the Yankees. Or, I mean, not going to impact next season, but Brandon Woods. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's got to be its own. Its own. Yeah. I mean, Spencer Turnbull as well. Yeah, there's a couple a couple pitching names I wanted to talk about. I didn't have Abreu on the other names that I was going to talk about, but you mentioned Penn Murphy. Um, this is I think I think he's not jumping off a lot because he probably won't be back until midway through this season coming off of a just completely injury riddled season but he's a high sweeper usage guy doesn't give up hard contact at all quirky release point if this says one team to you uh speak up Ben Murphy yeah I mean it, when you think of dumpster diving relieving, it's hard to not say that everyone's a Tampa Bay Ray yeah because there's about I have two Tampa Bay Rays on this I mean Ben Murphy Adam Simber. Yeah, Albert three. Abreu is a raised guy. Trevino could be a raised guy. Like all these guys could be raised guys. Yeah, Tim Hill. <laughs> Colby Allard seems seems like he could be. Tim a raised. Hill steps out as a raised guy. Yeah, I mean, thirty three years old. Tim Hill. He's Lefty just that, kind of gotten worse almost every year in his career. Yeah, he's, I know exactly. He's been uh, coming off of his worst output yet. Just throws low nines from pure sidearm, pretty much. Um, that just screams a raise like. 45 innings pitched out of the pen, 50 innings pitched out of the pen. Mm-hmm. With a 2-7. Yeah. Fips, Fips near three. Yeah. Oh, obviously overperforming advanced stats. 100% overperforming. Because if you can't overperform advanced stats, then you can't pick. Uh, I tried to click on Albert Abreu on Fangrass, and I clicked on Hans or Alberto. Same player. Yeah, basically. Um, brought up Dakota, Dakota Hudson earlier. 
Um, another guy, another Cardinals pitcher, this time first rounder, hasn't lived up to his first round billing at all. Low K rate, high ground ball rate starter. Mm-hmm. Um, his savant page is absurdly alarming because it um, is blue. Very blue. <laughs> other, than, blue. other than the ground ball, it's blue. Actually, it looks just like the ocean. Beautiful. It actually. is. It is with the with a sunset in the background because there's just a red ground ball rate. Um, solid sinker though. Yeah, like his fat his fastball run value is positive, mm-hmm. which is good to see out of him. I forgot they switched that. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, now. yeah. That's so good. You, to you used see to now. want to be negative. Um, he had 16 innings out of the pen last year. 11 of those were first time through the order innings, uh-huh. and that's when he was most effective. It's only 11 innings, small sample size, but I think high ground ball sinker guy. You can use him as a one-inning reliever. I know he's been a starter his entire career, but he hasn't been good his entire career. So maybe like an opener type? I'm thinking you could go opener, first-time-through guy. Mm-hmm. Or, he, he's still a starter at heart, so. Yeah. I mean, you can give him a two-inning. Yeah. A I'm thinking you can, you can go opener with him, or he can be, like, yeah, spot start, opener, or just like a... Because I don't really like giving guys five-inning spot starts. Like, I think a spot no, start is three innings top. Especially now. Yeah, nowadays, I mean, with the emphasis on bullpen. Because he was bad anytime. That wasn't uh, first time through. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I like that. And then uh, my emphasis is definitely on uh, my emphasis is definitely on Albert Abreu. I mean, anytime a pitcher gets non-tender that's averaging 98 on his fastball, <laughs> like, I mean, that tells you something, that there's something there. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge on velocity. Velocity is the way you get guys out in today's MLB. You know, there's the the 98... 98 down the 98 down the middle or 92 on the corners. What's harder to hit? Well, if you can put 98 on the corners, then it's the toughest to hit. Yeah. So, you know, velocity is you can't teach velocity. You know, uh, you can't to an extent. To an extent, but you can't teach someone. It's to hard to the, teach 98 you, you, plus. Well, yeah, I I I mean, like you can teach. You could probably get me to throw 80 back in the day if I got in a lab, but you can't <sighs> teach me. You can't teach someone just how to throw 98 miles an no. hour with. Got to have a little an bit hour of uh, 98 miles an hour talent. with arm side run. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. No. Uh, you don't teach a guy that can throw 99 on your hands. So, no. I mean, with a good slider as well. I mean, that was always someone who I thought would just put it together, but just mm-hmm. never did. So, I, I'd, I'd love, I mean, I'm saying this as a Red Sox fan, I would love for the Red Sox to pick up a guy like Albert. Because we haven't had Velo in. We were saying it. Like, when's the last guy the Red Sox just When's the last time the Red Sox just had a guy who they threw out that could throw 100 miles an hour? I mean, it was Joe Kelly. It was Joe Kelly, and it was kind of Kimbrel. Not yeah, 100. but he's a, clo- he's a clo- closers yeah. to me don't count. All right, you then just, let's go. Like, when's go, the last time the Red go, Sox had a random? We could go 20, 20 Barnes was getting up to eight. Yeah, but I mean, 20, a guy, I mean, 20, a guy, like 15, 16 workmen. I mean, was a, getting up. To I like mean, a eight. guy. I mean, a guy that some random middle reliever that oh, you've yeah. never heard of, no. like like. We haven't transformed a pitcher I love in the, so long. I love the Yankees pitching it's organizational values because they say if you if you don't throw 100, you're not pitching for us. No. And I like that. And Abreu dipped to 98, and he got shipped out the door. And when you're a reliever, like, velocity is the key. Like, Yeah, you need velocity or you need the best stuff in the game. Yeah. like Or you're Matt Brash and you have both. Yeah, exactly. So like, He just starts and relieves. I just he does whatever he wants. I just don't understand the soft throwing right-handed rule. Soft throwing lefty is different because it's a lefty and they're junk ballers and they're known to be junk ballers. But unless you're not like a, I mean, we see Adam Simber on here, but unless you're like, unless you're like an Adam, an Adam Simber, Brad Ziegler, you gotta be throwing uh, from the hip. Um, much. What's his Thompson? Ryan Thompson. Yeah, Ryan like, Thompson resurgence. Unless yeah. you're one of those guys, then it's really hard to be a junk ball righty reliever a unless Pat you're Nishak. throwing from your ankle. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got you got to have a quirky um, release. And even then, if you want, or Tyler Rogers, that's the guy. I was that's say. that's just that's different, the though. guy. So I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I like Abreu. I like the guys you said too. Um, they, I mean, Tim Hill really sticks out as someone that could contribute to a team. We saw what he was doing a couple of years ago in San Diego. He yeah. was a great pitcher. Yeah, I got I got two others I wanted to talk about. I'll go with my least favorite out of the two first. Matt Matt Bush. Matt Bush. Matt Bush is interesting only because he was pretty solid with the Rangers and he just kind of fell apart with the Brewers. Um he's been like up and down all six years. But in twenty twenty two he showed flashes mm-hmm. of of really good whiff stuff, solid command. And yeah, then it just disappeared really when he went pitcher. to Milwaukee, which is odd. He's because th- usually it doesn't disappear when you go to Milwaukee, but he's, he's like he's he's getting up there. He's thirty seven. Yeah, for a guy who who's yeah, pitched the, six mean, years in the league. Last year it just seems like it was a it was a weird case because, I mean, obviously stuff diffs over time, but going Below from a, going from a eleven two. In twenty twenty one, he was eleven two Ks per nine, two point two five walks per nine, and then twenty twenty two he's eleven one Ks per nine, two point seven walks per nine. And then last year's eight point seven Ks per nine, five point two walks yeah. per nine. Like I don't know. Something tells me there's still a good pitcher in there, even at thirty seven years old. The injuries, though, again, that pretty much sidelined him ground for ball, the season. Ground ball rate down ten percent last yeah. year. He, I mean, he twelve percent. This is a very. I think he pitched thirty games with the Brewers and gave up eleven home runs. <laughs> well, the home run fly ball rate is through the roof. Yeah. So, like, there's stuff in there that signals a resurgence. A four nine eight xFIP definitely signals a resurgence. Yeah. Nine three five fit because the inflated home run rate four nine eight x fit yeah like I think four nine eight x fit is definitely better is definitely more the pitcher that he is than the two point something he had in twenty twenty two definitely but I definitely think there's a good but pitcher to think of a forty inning guy isn't still left in him yeah no a hundred percent like a guy that you know maybe you say he might pitch two times a week maybe you say he, or maybe you say pen. hey. You might get a late start to this year, you know what I mean? Yeah, which he, I think he is. Well, we'll ten, we'll ten day you, you yeah. know what I mean, until June, and then you'll come back and yeah. you'll be a player for us. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I wanted to talk about was Giovanni Moran from the Twins. So last season, five three one ERA, three eight two FIP. Um, his K numbers were down this year, but his and his walk numbers were up. Obviously, that's not something you want to see. No. Really good swing and miss stuff. Uh, high whiff rate, low barrel rate, low hard hit rate. And he doesn't generate a lot of chase. Uh, didn't do it in 22 either when he had a 178 FIP. He's one year removed from a 178 FIP. So, so he just seems like a guy like these. these he beats you in the zone. The perfect. Well, the, he seems like one of those perfect bounce back candidates. The guys that have won. Like the same thing with Matt Bush. Like the one fluke year. Yeah. Like the the one year where the, the Ks are down and the walks are up at the same time. Where usually it's one or the other. Yeah. You, so, like, it's all still there. So like I in think that case. I think he's in his 20s still. In that case of one of them. Goes back to normal. Yeah. Then you're the, you're probably not a one nine three FIP type pitcher anymore. Yeah. But if one of them gets back to normal, you're a high twos three type uh, yeah. relief pitcher as a lefty who throws really hard, which is very valuable. But I think the the like the lack of chase with the high whiff is something that like that's what Craig Breslow mm-hmm. harped on in his opening interview. He's like, we want guys that are going to get you out in the zone, and yeah. so he's a little wild. Obviously, high. He had a really high walk rate, I believe. It happens but, for relief pitchers. But it relief wasn't, pitching is... And he was, like, super good whiff numbers, and you're not getting chases. So, yeah, like, that means you're, people are whiffing unique, on your stuff in the zone. That's a very unique reliever. It's just, it seems like something that a lot of teams are transitioning towards is getting those 
beat you in the zone relievers. Uh, no, because it, it, everyone just wants to limit pitch counts. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can not walk people, it'll keep your pitch count down. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think that's a guy definitely to look out for. I don't know um, where – I don't really have a place for him to end up. It's a non-tendered free agent. Relief pitching is so weird. But relief pitching is so weird. It's so weird. You can be so good and then so bad. still like bad. 3 2 FIP last year. Yeah, I know. Like, and getting like non-tendered, I don't know. Like, because the thing is, so like if the – if the strikeout rate stays normal and the walk rate balloons, or the walk rate, yeah, uh, stays normal and the strikeout and the strikeout rate goes down, yeah, like you're not instead of going from two to four, you go from two to three, yeah. which is manageable, yeah, right? Because you're like, oh, you know, he'll get the strikeout rates back to normal, and then you're two point five, and like that's your median. So if you're like two point five is your median, but you're at four, that's like, yeah. Mathematically, that's your bounce back guy. Exactly, like the guy that can bounce back really far, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's a, a really good bounce back candidate. Especially, you know, change of scenery helps for a pitcher, Huge. in my opinion. Especially Minnesota's a pitching factory, but pitching in Minnesota blows. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Especially the first two months in September, and then the last it is month, cold. Yeah, 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 last month September. Even yeah. in even into May, you're still in the 40s yeah. into May. Like it sucks. Yeah. So. We all know that warm weather makes the most ideal pitching circumstances yes. because, you know, warm weather means less friction on the ball and the spin rate helps and your break is on and yeah. all that stuff. But so I also think that guys that go from cold weather to warm weather tend to be breakout candidates. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see where he ends up. Just kind of like a, a more under the radar name. Uh-huh. That seems I like the out. under the radar names. I mean, yeah, there's some other names that stick out like Rowdy Telez to me sticks out. Yeah. I mean, I know hitters more than pitchers. Roddy so. Telez also just scares us because yeah, anytime time he plays Sox the Sox. Because so. he hit, he, what did they, I think they called it, they thought it hit the facade. So they said it was a 530 foot home run he hit against the Sox when it was really 382 or something yeah, like that. It was like 360, but they he thought it hit, bombs. they thought it hit the facade and they were like, yeah, he just passed he the just red He just absolutely seat. owned Nathan Avaldi. Yeah. Like 2021 Avaldi, yeah. who never gave up home runs. Roddy Telez took him deep like twice that year and he gave up like five home runs all year. Yeah. There's some other guys. I mean, what a fall from grace from Kyle Lewis. Not saying he's a breakout candidate, <laughs> but damn, I remember him in 2020. I was so high on him. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I was so right. And then he just can't stay healthy anymore, no. huh? Josh Fleming's an interesting guy. Sort he of. was the one guy in Tampa where I was like, why? How is he? Good? Why are you trying to reclimate him? Yeah. Like, why is that your reclamation project? Yeah. I could get like. I mean, Jalen Beeks is in a reclamation project, and he got kind of hit around last year. But if you watch Jalen Beeks, his, he, his fastballs start down the middle and then end up in the other batter's box. Like, yeah. You know, that's something you can work with. Exactly. Josh Fleming, I was like. Flemdog's not doing that. What, like, why? Yeah. But he, I mean, he killed us every game. The former team curse. Yeah. Uh, any other names? Garrett Hampson's cool. So <laughs> Senzel. Man. Yeah, I mean, Senzel's probably the most, like, impact right away guy besides Meadows for the hitters. A lot of utility on yeah, there, which is utility. very interesting. Because you feel like those are the guys that want to keep around. I mean, yeah, you have Juan Yepes in utility. I mean, no one, no one really knows what Juan Yepes does. Yeah. He's a utility for all the wrong reasons because he doesn't actually have a skill set Yeah, that you can just stick somewhere. Yeah, that's why I had to put him there. They had him at first base, and I was like, I'll just toss well, him everywhere. He plays the outfield, too. Exactly. So. And he came up as, like, a shortstop. He's such an interesting guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. I mean, I like Hampson, Senzel. I like all the utility guys minus Yepes. Yeah. So Hampson, Senzel, Giorbe, Austin Meadows, and Rowdy Telez. And then 
what is Austin Nola even do anymore? Not baseball. I don't think he's going to do baseball for much longer. No, outside I mean, of uh, maybe coaching. He could catchers he's usually make pretty good coaches. Good co- he's definitely going to be a good coach. Hundred percent. I just don't really know what he does anymore. I was so once ball. again another guy. I was so high on when the Padres traded for him. Yeah, I was like, that's such a good piece from Seattle. What did they give up? It was. That was the amount. huge that was trade. That was the COVID that trade. Was like, people were like, whoa, you can trade during COVID? That was like Ty France went to Seattle yeah, Ty in France, that trade. Yeah. There were so many pieces in that trade. That was like yeah. one of the like biggest, most random trades. Yeah. Ty France, Podge. I'm trying to think who else was it. There were some other guys, like big guys. Yeah. Oh, Andres Munoz. Yes, uh, yes. For Really worked out. So Ty France, Andres Munoz, Luis Torrens, and Taylor Trammell. For Nola, Austin Adams, and Dan Altavia, Red Sox legend. He also just named four guys who who played almost every day for the yeah for the Mariners. Yeah, Torrens. <laughs> Torrens is an everyday guy anymore, but he was in twenty. And Trammell became an everyday guy. Yeah, Trammell. Yeah, I mean, Seattle is a weird team. Super weird team. They're hard to. F- I, I the West Coast teams are hard to follow, but like, yeah, you can't watch them. I'm, I'm asleep. I know. I'm asleep I'm, by the I'm, third inning. I'm sleeping. All right, before we hop over to Hall of Fame, you want to do trade rumors real quick? Yeah, we can we can harp on some of these trade rumors. I'd like to talk about Glass over now. I like to talk about Glass now, really, because that's that one, my guy. Yeah, yeah. That, you, that you, surprised me yeah. when I heard that because I think I thought that he would be someone that Tampa wants to hang on as like an organizational piece, right? Because it seems like someone that's always hurt, so they don't have to sign him to huge money. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. We see he seemed like a guy who's whose arbitration could have gotten bought out, like kind of what they did with Franco, but. Weird, weird. I mean, every team should be harping on the opportunity to sign Tyler Glass now. Yeah. That's how talented he is. In terms of pure stuff, pre-Tommy John, Tyler Glass now, pure stuff was arguably the best. Sticky Glass now was wild. Like, I, like Tyler Glass now, three years ago, and not even three years ago now, 2019 was that long ago. Four years ago, Glass yeah. now was like what people think of Spencer Strider now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's two that's pitches, yeah. two pitches, but there are two unhittable pitches. Yeah. Like that's the way people think of. Well, I mean, I guess Strider's pitches are hittable because he just throws them all down the middle. He does. But yep. Glass now had the, the same. Glass now had the same problem. Yeah, be two in the zone. So I mean, I think every every team, regardless of whether you're contending or not, should be harping on the opportunity to possibly buy low and Glass now coming off a couple injuries. Yeah. Because look, he he's not going to give you 200 innings. Not a chance. He might not even give you 150. Yeah. But for those 130 <laughs> innings, he's going to be really damn good. Yeah. And. I would love for the Boston Red Sox to somehow get Glass now, but I doubt I he goes know. in division. I, I, yeah, I doubt he goes in division, and also it's with the there's a solid right hand. Just I mean, solid pitching market in general. Yeah, right I know, now I know. Whatever you'd have to trade. Yeah, maybe. I don't think maybe it's it going to equate to the 150, 140 million dollar contract they're going to give up. Yeah, I know. I don't think it, what the prospects you'll have to give up to Tampa is going to equate to that. And then Manuel Margot is an interesting guy. Yeah, I saw it, it floated like for Yankees. I, yeah, I but that. I saw a couple thought, in division. But they were saying that Kiermaier to the Yankees was a thing. They're going to get someone. They're going to get now. Yeah, they have to. There's no, obviously there's no way they can resign Bader after putting him on waivers. Yeah, Cru- absolutely cruel. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see where. Margot ends up because I've always thought he was a guy that could be shipped out of Tampa at any moment. And then I look or I'm like, all right, maybe this is the year that he's not starting anymore. You know, Jose series emerging and you know, they trade for, they trade for David Peralta at the deadline a couple years ago. And Manuel Margot is always in right field. Like it seems like, you know, maybe whatever, whatever field they don't have a, 
a designated starter is Manuel yeah. Margot's position. Exactly. I mean, it, it was like Yandy Diaz before he became just the guy who gets a hit every at bat. I know. Before he became like, they know, were like, oh, we don't have third base this year. Yeah, you're Yandy, you're playing. You're playing oh, third. We need someone to fill in at DH. Yep, you're full time DH. Yeah, Yandy. And then it's like, ah, oh, G Man Choi's not that good at baseball. All right, Yandy, you're playing first. First. Yeah, I mean, Margot to me was always that guy where yeah. I'm like, and that's pretty much the. We were, we were talking about how important a guy like Guillaume is. Margot's just that, but for the outfield. Yeah, I know. And with good defense. Can play all three outfield positions well. Yeah. And he's a... Above average. I hate using the term, but he's a pesky hitter. Yeah. He's an annoying hitter to face. Yeah. And on the he's a menace on the base paths. I mean, I don't know how... I do feel like he goes in division. I think he's going... To, I The Yankees have to get some. Yeah. They have but to I get could also see him going to the Blue Jays to replace, replace Kiermaier if yeah. he leaves. Yeah. Because I also think that, I don't know, it, it, it'll it be interesting. Yeah. He only had nine stolen bases this year. What's he, what's he usually racking up? <laughs> no, I mean, he's just, he was just 20. Just, he, stole 12, he stole 12 bases in the COVID year. God damn. And I guess that's just the player I still envision. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. I mean. It's there. It's there. He, the player's there. I mean, he's, once again, he's not going to blow you away. Yeah, uh, played primarily center field this year. Yeah, with uh, Jose Series injuries, um, just a player that's gonna be fun for a team and I impactful. Think. Yeah, I mean, it just has Yankees written all over it because the Yankees need defensive stability in their outfield. Because when they say they want to play G in the field more, and see, I don't think G wants to play in that in the pinstripes anymore. But no, yeah, I think he's out of there, but. That's impo- it's impossible. Well, he's mentally out yeah, there. Yeah, he'll physically be there for the next six years, but I know, or whatever. Is it six left? Way too long. It is, especially for Jeter. Jeter masterclass. Jeter masterclass. Yeah. What was? What did the Marlins get in that? No one. Was yeah. That the, did they get? I think they got Jose Devers in that trade. Yeah, they did get Jose Devers in that uh, trade. Oh my god! Uh, I know. At the time, it was like this is the biggest fleece job we've ever seen. I know because it was like no one. And Stanton was coming off of hitting like 115 home runs. Let's see. Star. Oh, Starling Castro. Oh yes, of course. Jorge Guzman. Just an absolute lose lose trade. Yeah, unexpectedly like completely lose lose trade. But and then and then everyone thought that, and that's why a lot of people were lower on the Arenado trade, from what I remember. Yeah, with yeah, the fear of, of him like, falling Oh, off. what if he's Stanton? But it's like, no, what it's if he's not too- one of the best defenders in the league and one of the best hitters in the league? What if I'm he's glad not he finally that? got his gold glove streak snapped because <laughs> it definitely did not deserve to be no. there anymore. W. Cabrian Hayes. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, great pro Cabrian Hayes guys defense. here. Of course. I love defense. I do, too. I mean, you have to. You have Being to, a Red yeah. Sox fan right now, you have to love defense. Exactly. Because you don't get to watch it. Hundred percent. Have to go to other teams to watch defense. Mm, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Besides, yeah. when Trevor Story came back, that was fun. And and Verdugo for like sometimes seventy five well, to eighty percent of the season. Pablo Reyes. Oh, I mean Pablo Reyes. Pablo Reyes was an electric shortstop defender before he got put on the IL the first time. That was also the best player on the team. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twenty twenty three. Pablo Reyes is that was an insanity run. He'll live in infamy. That was an insanity run. Who knows, sure. man? I could. Th- I mean, he's still on the roster, right? He's got to be. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? Boston forever, Pablo. Um, all right. Now on to the best part. Let's move on to the best part. The Hall of Fame ballot. There are... There's this some is, names. These are some good first-year guys. There's some names for sure. 
Like these are actually good first year guys. Um, are you someone who who does all ten when you do ballot? Um, the last two years I did because it was such a strong ballot. But this year I don't know if I see ten players that I'm putting in the Hall of Fame. I'm doing ten. Yeah, all right, we can just say if we do ten or the ten. All right, you got the whole thing pulled up. I have the whole thing pulled up. Yeah, Wonderful. I'm just gonna check out my. Just gonna check them off. So I see some guys. Are we doing? Are we pretending that strategic voting is a thing here? What do you mean? Like, oh, keeping, keeping them on the guys ballot. on the ballot. Yeah. Okay, so we are. Yeah, that's why I do ten. Okay. And it's like, I know, the baseball hall of fame will never end up like the basketball hall of fame in the sense where everybody gets in. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You can vote ten guys. Like the ballot for the NBA hall of fame is like six it's like deep. No one on it. It's like six deep, and and all six get in. If all six don't get in, it's an anomaly. I know. I completely agree. Baseball's. 30? So I got five right away that I'd say are locks. Yeah, right? do you want to go through the whole thing? Yeah, we can just go Just like list off thing. who it is. Yeah, I don't have it, I don't have it in front names. of me right now. So. Oh, I have that. So we have Bobby Abreu, Jose Bautista, Carlos Beltran, Adrian Beltre, Mark Burley, Big Sexy, Adrian Gonzalez, Todd Helton, one of the most underrated players of all time, Matt Holliday, Torrey Hunter, Andrew Jones, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Andy Pettit, Brandon Phillips, Manny Ramirez, Jose Reyes, Alex Rodriguez, Francisco Rodriguez, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, the only player in his last year of eligibility, James Shields, Chase Utley, Omar Vizquel, Billy Wagner, and David Wright. It's fun. It's a it's a it's fun it's because an interesting we are ballot. finally reaching the area, at least for us, because of our age. Where the uh, players like, we grew up with, like every second of our baseball lives are on the ballot. Yeah. Like, like last year was the first year where I was like Oh I, know, my God. I know these guys. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, well, like the at least guys, I have, the I have vivid I, memories of watching the only guys these guys that I have be good viv- at baseball. The only guy that I have a vivid memory of not... The, well, there's two guys I don't think that I have vivid memories. I don't really have vivid memories of Gary Sheffield. That's no, still either. little before my time. And same with Omar Vizquel. I don't want any vivid memories of Omar Vizquel. Uh, but like the other guys, I mean, I, uh, I, I love... K-Rod was one of my yes. first favorite players. Yep. I, I mean, I watched Jimmy Rollins win an MVP... James, big game James. Watch Brandon Phillips at the biggest grand slam in Red Sox history. There's Dave, definitely no others that were bigger than that. David Wright. Like Yeah, I mean David Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt, Jose Reyes, Andy Pettit was uh, Jose Reyes don't want to remember him either. People forget yeah, bad yeah, guy. Yeah, bad guy, but I mean I my favorite team of all time, right? Um twenty fifteen pre deadline blue jays. Yep. Before two before the two low trade. Yeah. When they had their when they had the Reyes at short, Donaldson, uh, Ryan Goins, and Devin Travis at second, yep. and then Justin Smoke at first. And, Dude, and Justin Cardassio Smoke. DHing. Oh, Justin like, Smoke used to kill the Sox. That was my favorite MLB team, like MLB the show team. So yeah. I, I have a soft spot for Jose Reyes, even though he's a horrible guy. I mean, Joe Maurer was Joe Maurer and Ichiro Suzuki, who will be on the ballot next year, are my two non-Red Sox. And Evan Longoria, the three of them are my are my big three of – Guys, I love Tory Hunter. I don't really like Tory Hunter, but whatever. We have one vivid memory of Tory Hunter for sure. Yeah, but I don't really like him. Got to catch the ball, Tory. Bobby Abreu, he was cool. I remember him on the Phillies. Was Bobby Abreu the one where he it, he started the um the home run derby ruins your swing thing? Yeah, because he had he, like thirty yeah, at the break, and then he hit like yeah. thirty five to finish the season. Yeah, Joey Bats, obviously. Yeah. Insane memories of Joey Bats. Just an absolute legend. Beltron, I mean, I vividly remember Beltron 2013. He was Obviously, on that you team. have to. Yeah. Beltre, 
Red Sox legend. Of course. Bartolo. Easily. Is, is that is that the best uh one year wonder yeah, we've seen with I w- the Sox? I was saying that uh I was saying to my dad a couple a couple of days ago how Justin Turner will be on my list of one year Red Sox guys. That they're saying he's back. <sighs> we talked about this with Yoshida, but I mean I guess they I guess I heard so I was listening to uh Name Redacted and um Jared Carabas was at the uh Pedro Martinez Foundation, I think. He was at that like banquet they had, and Justin Turner was there, and he said they talked for hours. About him coming back? It's about life. Which, And in that conversation, Jared Carabas extremely hinted that Justin Turner I, I think is coming back I think to Boston. Yeah, that he wants to. Because Justin Turner said about something, it was like one of his quotes when he was there, it was like, um, you know, if I have to learn a new city, I will, or something like that, but. Yeah, but I it's heard like, it. But he said that in a in press conferences. Too. No, I know. But like, dude, so he if wants I, to. No, if he, I but there's have a different. To learn another there's city. A, no, I'm saying I think he wants to be in Boston. I think he loved Boston, but I loved him here. I loved him here too. But I think sometimes you gotta let a good thing go. No. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, Mark Burley, cool, perfect yeah. game. The speedrunner, Adrian Gonzalez, Red Sox legend. Yes. Unjustly another got another one year wonder I want to talk about. Um, Unjustly Jason got Bay. blamed. Yeah, I, I Jason Bay. Jason I love Bay. Jason Bay. Uh, Jason in my Bay. mind, Jason Bay hit fifty home runs that season, but I think he had like thirty five. Yeah, well, he was but in my brain, he hit like. But he 50. was such a good hitter. So I had a Jason Bay shirt. I also had a Jason Bay shirt. That doesn't fit me. Real anymore. Red Sox loved fans him. had Jason Bay shirts. Loved him. Todd Helton, remember him? Matt Holiday, remember him? Twenty thirteen. And then I saved the best for last. Massive, sexy Bartolo Colon. Also not a good guy. How was he on the Hall of Fame ballot? Cy Young. But how is he on the Hall of Fame ballot? Home, one home run, that's how. That's true. Also, not like, just not a good guy either. No, just an interesting guy though. Couple, couple bad people on this ballot. Well, I mean, you're bound to get that. <laughs> we'll talk all about right, their we gotta, the field. All right, we got a worst guy on the Hall of Fame ballot. Um, it's got to be a thing. Yeah, I don't have it in. Front I think of it's got to be Omar Vizquel. Is it? I don't think it is because of how good. He, well, are we talking worst guy or like worst, worst baseball player? No, worst guy. Oh yeah, it's, it's Omar probably Omar Vizquel. I didn't Bartolo have like two families? Yeah, but you know, I don't think he hit any of them though. It happens. Yeah, I think Vizquel is the worst guy, for sure. Worst player on the ballot though. That's what I thought you were gonna say, and Bartolo. then I was like, definitely not Vizquel. Bartolo. I'd say is or Jose it? Reyes. I think it's Reyes. I'm Victor Martinez. Ah, it's Red Sox legend. Played like 55 games and they got hurt. Another one season wonder for the Red Sox. Is it James Shields? Oh, James Shields is the worst player on this ballot. Yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, James Shields is. Not I was gonna very say the James Shields it might be might be Brandon Phillips too. Oh, Brandon, no, James Shields. Is Brandon Phillips two hundred, two hundred. Brandon uh, James His Shields is worse than Brandon Phillips and just a, a a demon with the glove. Yeah, no, it's I think it's Shields. All right, I got ten now. I got my ten guys now. All right. Um. Number one should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Adrian Beltre. So do you have your guys? Yeah. Okay. I also have Adrian Beltre. Yeah, without a doubt should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best of his generation. He's like a 97 career war. Yeah, he's all he's, he's creeping towards 100 for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no without doubt. Without a doubt, without should a doubt. be in. I think I have a decent amount of first-year guys. I have one. I think I might have like three. Three. Four, five. I have five first-year guys. Five first-year guys. Four. Oh, I, I have four. Four first-year guys that are how about three first-year guys. 
that I think should go into the Hall of Fame and two that I want to keep on the ballot. Okay. Um, how many do I have? I think I have three. Yeah, I have three. All right. We'll see how this ends up then. Um, next up, I got Todd Helton. Yep. Just I get agree. him in. I agree. Get him in. Shut up about the Coors effect and get him in the Hall of Fame. Well, it's everyone else's fault for not playing in Coors. Exactly. That's all I got to say. You're going to fault Todd Helton for just having fun? That's all for I got to say. For letting the brother have fun? Uh-huh. Boys can't, guys can't have fun anymore? Yeah, I agree. Put, put my guy in. Yeah. And then I'm going to hop on my soapbox here for the next two. When it comes to telling the story of baseball, that's what the Hall of Fame is. The Hall of Fame is an immersive experience of our nation's pastime. You can't do it without A-Rod and Manny Ramirez. I had, you cannot I tell the story A-Rod of baseball without A-Rod and Manny Ramirez. The last, in the last 30 years of baseball, these also, two are two of the most integral players that the game has seen. Especially Alex Rodriguez. And Manny. Manny outside of the game. Yeah. Just like Manny being Manny. Manny being Manny. Manny, being Manny. Everybody Manny. knows Manny being Manny. I mean, what? And then A-Rod, A-Rod's more, like. More for Manny. The character concerns are there with Manny, right? <laughs> he was definitely also not a good guy. But he was, like. <laughs> He was so charismatic. So charismatic. Same with, I mean, A-Rod kind of sometimes. A- well, A-Rod, sometimes. Now, A-Rod nowadays is super oh, A-Rod charismatic. Took, A- he, took a char- he took a charisma class. He like, had to have. He's, he's, him and Ortiz are awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, Jeter, Jeter got a lot of hate. He does a great job of balancing it out and being the I don't care guy. Yeah. I, I do like him for that. I like. I mean, I love A-Rod as a person now. I mean, I, A-Rod. A-Rod it, was my most hated player when he played. Uh, no, because nothing will ever top Brett Gardner. Really? Well, Brett Gardner is just hilarious. Nah, I hate Brett Gardner. Because the year when he hit like 25. No, he's runs. just such a pest. <laughs> he's he's such he, a pest. If Brett Gardner had hair, people wouldn't hate him. No, nah, it was, it was, all right. Remember 2021? Every time we had a big game against the Yankees down the stretch in 21, Brett Gardner walked three times a game. Yeah. I don't know it, how he could. He was a pest. That's frustrating, I but I can't, I can't hate it. And that's I, not, he was just like a, such a little, he had little man syndrome. Yeah, but he was good with it. Yeah, but he had little man syndrome. The only time I liked Brett Gardner was that Gardner pops on the ballot. No, he didn't go enough All Star games, right? I don't think so. The only the only reason the only time I liked Brett Gardner was him uh, smashing his bat in the top of the dugout. Awesome. That was awesome. awesome video. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I have Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez on here too because I don't really care about steroids. Couldn't care less. Couldn't Just care another less. year of Bonds not being in. Yeah. So Could not I care less about steroids. The only thing that in in the steroid user's defense, uh, Manny and A Rod. Not only did they get actually caught, unlike Bonds, they actually got caught twice. Yeah. Each. Yeah. A Rod also got caught in like the 2010s. I think Manny did too. Yeah. Then, in like well, the end both, of his well, what, which is hilarious. Getting one of them got like caught that. at the end of his career, which is like whatever. You Getting caught in the 2010s is long. hilarious. The only thing I say with both of them is that when you're a Hall of Fame talent without steroids, unlike Sammy Sosa, then like, you know, Bonds, Clemens, Manny, A Rod. They stick out as the guys that are Hall of Fame talents without steroids. Yeah, but steroids make it so fun. When you look into the, I'm just saying, when you look into like your Consecos, your Sosas, your Maguires, it's like, yeah. are they Hall of Famers without steroids? I think there's another guy on here, Andy Pettit. Well, I would say is a, who Andy I would Pettit, say is, he, he accidentally did steroids. Well, I would say is a fringe guy. Yeah. Even like fringe guy, steroids don't really affect him. No, he did steroids for like a week yeah, and exactly. got tested positive, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't ever mean to do this. Yeah, I mean. I don't think Eddie Pettit's a Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Damn Good. Yeah, he's he's right. he's a Hall of Very Good. He is. He might be the best. Sure. He might be the best left-handed pitcher in the Hall of Damn Good. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I feel bad for him. He, I, I, I I think he could be a Veterans Committee guy. Ooh, but he ooh, shouldn't. Yeah. He should not get in on the ballot though. Probably. Like not. he could get in as like a Jim Cott. Yeah. Like I think as, I, vet, I I like him as a Veterans Committee guy. I, I really do. But um, he's not on my ballot. 
Yeah, many an air rod. We're four down. Um, one of the best of all time in his position, Joe Mauer. I, I also have Joe, Joe Mauer. I don't think he's going to be first ballot because they're going to be like 55 war, but Buster Posey is going to get first ballot at like 42 war. Yeah, I mean. And Joe Mauer did move to first base, but like. Joe Mauer is. When he was catching, Joe I, Mauer, a, there was, he had, he. He was the best catcher of, in the in league. In terms of at the plate and defense combined, he didn't have a, I he don't was think the he best had catch. peers. He was the best catcher in the league. Yeah. Until Buster Posey. Yeah. He was like, he was miles ahead of Yachty as a catcher. And while so, they were both in, in their prime. Production. While they were both in their prime, he was miles ahead of Yachty. Yeah. Who I love, and I also think should be a Hall of Famer. But yes. and I'm also biased towards Joe Mauer. I love Joe Mauer. Um, one like catcher MVPs are iconic. Like, like Joe Mauer was the reason I Joe Mauer was the reason I wanted to be a switch hitter growing up, because I wanted to be like Joe Mauer at the plate as a left-handed hitter, hmm. and I wanted to be like Dustin Pedroia at the plate as a right-handed hitter. Hmm. Who I think very similar hitters, Joe Mauer and Dustin Pedroia. I thought you were going to say you and Dustin Pedroia. I was like. I might have to check the tape. No, I mean I I made a good play at second base one time. Um, no, Mauer's got to be in. Got to be in. Yeah, eventually. I think it should be now, personally. But I think it'd be cool if it was. I now. think he's a top ten catcher of all time. So I think so too. I mean, I think he's got to be in. Um, yeah, if you're top ten in your position, like yeah, I think you got to be in. Sure, has in the Hall of Fame. Um, next up, I got Andrew Jones. Uh-huh. I've been voting for Andrew Jones for the last six years now, it seems. Yeah, they like, haven't been he, counting my vote. Since he first got in, like, I know. Come on. Like, if you, count all the, if, if, you count all, if you count all the baseball nerd Twitter votes, like, Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame five years ago. He's gotten 100%. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think who it was that I was talking to that was like, nah, Andrew Jones is in a Hall of Famer. I thought it was you. But then I was like, when I was I looking know. at his numbers, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense for a good defender, good power hit. Like, one of the more toolsy guys we've ever seen. I know. Oh, see, I I'm want to remember who it I was. want one more vote because I'm between three players and two <laughs> votes at the end of my ballot. I think I have 10. I don't know if I did math right. One, no, two, I have 10, but I want 11. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, damn. Did I do 11? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I did 11. God damn it. So you got to cross one off the end of the ballot. You got to cross one off the Nuts. end of the ballot. Yeah. Um, You go with your next one because I'm afraid now. Okay, I'm next, afraid with my next like. My next, my next wow. player is Chase Utley. Chase Utley's on mine. My next player is Chase Utley, who I have as a lock. Right. So I was I was looking at it. He's just below the average WAR for second baseman, I think, in the Hall of Fame, which is skewed by Eddie Collins, uh-huh. Rogers Hornsby, all and, like the elite guys, like the, the elite old heads. But I believe he's like eighth all time in WAR at the he position, is. something like that. 60, 59? something like something that. Something like that. Something like that. Really high. That's Hall of Fame. So I, I I'd say he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. he did. I don't like Chase Utley. I think Cano's ahead of him. He will also be a Hall of Famer. Really? Yes. I don't know. Cano kind of screwed himself. No, he did roids in the minor league. He got caught <laughs> twice. He was pretty much a minor league ball player. I'm still going to vote him in because he's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. my, this is why my votes don't matter. Cano, despite... Cano's the most Cano, effortless. One Robinson of the most Cano, effortless players, if not the most effortless Robinson player Cano, I've ever seen. underrated charisma guy just Dude, so effortless always had a smile on his face yeah. i loved robinson cano probably my favorite yankee of all time it was so hard to hate him because his swing is beautiful his swing is beautiful and i like something Dude. about something about guys that are that he he could he had a beautiful underrated beautiful smile robinson cano like i swear to god he, like he, his teeth were so oh, white like magic johnson vibes with the smile magic johnson great white teeth great probably greatest teeth of all time magic johnson yeah um, All right, so that's. Seven. I don't even remember the last player we talked about. Was it Chase, Chase Utley? Utley? I was Chase lost, Utley. just picturing Robinson Cano in my head. Beautiful swing. 
beautiful swing. And dude, no one made routine ground ball. I know, obviously, routine ground balls should look effortless. No one made him look more effortless than Robinson Cano. Yeah, he just made everything look so effortless. And often to a fall. That little flick. Often to a fall. That little sidearm flick. Yeah, no, he had one of the cleanest flicks. Unlike Dustin, complete opposite of his rival, Dustin Pedroia, Pedroia, who put maximum effort into routine ground balls, throwing 85 mile an hour sinkers to first base. Yeah. I know his first baseman all hated him. Now they probably loved him no, they though because they, they were hardly in the field. I know they just like <laughs> they didn't have to hold any runners. <laughs> they had no room. They just like they stood at first base. They didn't even have to like get off to cover yeah. it because Pedroia had it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with my next one. So uh, Carlos Beltran. Is this a lock? Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran is not on my Hall of Fame ballot. Really? No. Okay. I have other people that I would like to keep on the ballot because I think Carlos he Beltran will, will, will stay, stay on, on the ballot. Yeah. But I can see it because I maybe in a different year with where there's guys that I don't want to keep on the ballot. So you didn't have him as a first year? Beltron? Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't think I did. I've been lower on Carlos Beltron than the consensus. You got Matt Holiday on here? I do have Matt Holiday <laughs> as someone I want to keep on my Hall of Fame ballot. All right. Beltron already got kept on the ballot. I don't think Carlos Beltron's a Hall of Famer. I don't think Matt Holiday's a Hall of Famer. Okay. I don't think Jose Bautista's a Hall of Famer. No. But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna vote to keep Bautista and Holiday on my ballot. All right. Where I know Beltran's all already going to stay, and maybe one of them can sneak in in a weaker year. Yeah. So that that's just where I stand with that. Okay. I don't think once again there's. Well, my note for Beltran was sure. Really, the <laughs> there's only one other player on this ballot that I think is a Hall of Famer. Is that Billy Wagner? That would be Mr. Billy Wagner. And that would be Billy, my, yeah. I put Billy Wagner in K Rod because I love closers. Yeah. So what I was going to do is for my ballot. I'm. I was gonna. I would. This is what I thought. I'm gonna change my vote. I'm not gonna vote for Jose Bautista because there's no way he's a Hall of Famer. He's not. And I'm gonna change my vote because like keeping him on the ballot is useless. Matt it Holiday is. could get in the Hall of Fame. Which Matt Holiday cool. was especially one of, if his son starts being really good. And Matt Holiday like, was. Oh, look at what he birthed. The most underrated player in baseball there. in the early 2010s. So I'm gonna vote for K Rod instead of Bautista. I got K Rod, Billy Wagner. It, I both of them agree. I think all. Uh, but the thing, I think both of them are Hall of Famers. I think they're both Hall of Famers too. So. The one player like, that I'm, I think Kimbrel's going to get in, I think Jansen's going to get in. These two should be in if those guys are going to get in. When those guys get I, in, well, these I two think, should also be in there with them. Uh, I don't know. I think that Kimbrel's better than both of them. No, I, I'm saying though, like they like Kimbrel's going to be in and Jansen's going to. Oh be yeah, Kimbrel's going to be in. Jansen, I think is. I think as, Jansen should be in. I I think he should be in, but I don't think he's as slam dunk as people think he is. Kimbrel is. We're gonna have to do that for an episode. Just go through and say current players. Hall of Famer or who's not? Making a hall, who's making you do a that. Fame. Like, if nothing happens over the next week, yeah, unless unless Yamamoto signs somewhere, we can do that for next week. So I just think, I don't know. I think that... Uh, do I, you have Sheffield? No, I don't have Sheffield. Okay. Sheffield was my 11th guy. I feel like he's a weird guy. Stance. I mean, not a Hall of Famer. He's my, he was my 11th guy. And I don't know. I, I It's hard for me to vote some... Like, at this stage in my life, it's hard for me to vote <laughs> someone that I didn't watch. Yeah. Yeah. Where I watched every single other person on this ballot. I don't remember Wagner. I don't remember watching Billy Wagner. I watched a little bit of Billy Wagner. I remember, I mean. I remember tail end of his uh, career, Billy Wagner. don't really remember much of Andrew Jones. Well, Andrew Jones is different, though. Because he's, it's such a thing. Everyone knows. Where, like, he should be in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Where, like, but numbers tell me, I look on Sheffield's page, and I'm just like, this is a really good right-handed hitter in the middle of the steroid era. Like, yeah. There's so many of those. Yeah. Like, if Sosa didn't get in, why am I going to vote for Sheffield, who also juiced? That's what I'm going to start doing, actually. I'm going to be like, if Bonds isn't in, none of these guys are in. And, exactly. I, just, and I turn in an empty ballot. <laughs> a Shaughnessy ballot? Yeah. And then you know, none of these dudes deserve to get in. It's just Scott Rowland. That's it. 
Yeah, I mean, I like Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. I do too, but one Hall of Fame. Like, that's what I mean. Use all 10. Exactly. I I don't understand. I would. Why. It would be funny if they used all 10 and everyone was like, everyone's like, I guess I'll use an extra one to keep someone on the ballot, but everyone kept the same guy on the ballot and I they just got him Everyone the kept Jose Bautista on the ballot and Damn. they just accidentally voted him in the Hall of Fame. Damn. Brandon Phillips has a plaque. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I, I love closers, so give me K-Rod, give me Billy Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it was it was between it's between Beltron and Sheffield at the bottom of mine. Um, uh, I just I, said Beltron because I remember him. I don't. Re- yeah, I, don't, I didn't play for a Sheffield. lot of teams. Yeah, play for what? Kansas City, the Mets, the Astros, Cardinals. the Cardinals, the um, Yankees, right? The Yankees. <laughs> Forgot about that. He played for a bunch. Yeah. Um, I think he He's played a great for a couple player. more. Oh, great player. Great player. I think it's just I remember him as being scary in 2013. I was like, mm-hmm. damn it, Carlos Beltran's up. Carlos Beltran, I have one of the one of the same greatest. With, same with Matt Holliday. One of the like, greatest Matt memories for Carlos Beltran. He's playing right field in the 2013 World Series. And Ortiz ripped a ball right at Beltran. And I've never seen a player look more casual catching a fly ball in the outfield. Ortiz hit it so hard right at him that he just watched the ball come to him. And he just went <laughs> inning over. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, sadly though, none of us had starting pitching. Neither of us had starting pitchers on here. I mean, there, there's not that many there's on not. here. How many starting pitchers are there on here? On this Mark ballot? Burley, James Shields. Bartolo Colon. Andy, Andy Pettit. Pettit. And James Shields. Four. Yeah. Four. All right. Well, we can wrap this up because I need a shit. All right. That does it. Uh, yeah. Next week we'll probably do, uh, current players. Current players in the Hall of Fame. I like that fame. idea. Um, I get some hot takes, and then we'll we'll recap whatever happens to the other fools yeah, in the league. I'm sure I'm sure some people will move around. Yeah, someone will sign somewhere. Who's who's the next player to sign? Next, next big player, player to, to sign. Next player to sign. Uh, that's going to be when uh, Tim Anderson signs a prove it deal with I don't know the Los Angeles Dodgers. I've been saying that for years though. Years by plural. years, I mean six months. Yeah. All right. Later, everybody.